Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Behind the Racket Pod. The podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now... We have not done a podcast in approximately six weeks, so a lot to catch up on here uh, as Noah. So a 10-minute podcast? That's about all the time I've got, so you guys have been wonderful. I've been my kitchen. <laughs> Thanks for coming out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to start very briefly. I'm only going to spend 15 seconds on this. Um, I, I'm going to defeat you in fantasy football and eliminate you from the playoffs, and that is all I have to say about that. Cheers. Okay. Um, so, it is. Wait, it wait. is. It's, happy no, December. No, we're, not, we're not just. We're not just. First of all, I want the people to know that you were eliminated weeks ago. So I want people to know you're still below me. Here's what's going to be really interesting. Uh, we're going to have the exact. We're going to have the exact same record, and I'm going to be it, two and zero oh against you. That's fucking wild. Oh, yeah, because Joe Burrow died. <laughs> you got so lucky. Let's go! Come on! This, this one was wild because none of your team... I have a zero. <laughs> I have a zero on my score. Everybody else Terry has a McLaurin 40. didn't catch a pass, and I still everybody, destroyed you. Everybody has a 40. I can't believe you had the best score you've had in 13 weeks. It's ridiculous. And I'm still... I'm going to have 140. I'm going to have a really good Yeah, you week. are. You are. Um, okay, I'm done. Enough. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not um, playing this year. How are you? And uh, why don't we start by getting an update on uh, on your tennis because uh, you're like a month out. I'm playing tennis. Yeah, that's. I know wild. it sounds funny because I've uh, some of the the younger younger kids at, at Randall's Island are chirping me. Isn't um, that where? And, isn't that a jail? Rikers Island. I'm sorry. Uh, Randall's, I appreciate it. Oh. I mean, sometimes it feels like a jail. Right. Um, they are chirping me, and they said I've said I've been coming back uh, for months now. You have um, been coming back for months. Yeah. Um, so I got a protected ranking locked up and loaded as of last week of the wonderful 539 in the world. So I am now a tennis player again. My 
player zone, which I just found out people don't know that a player zone exists. No, so I have no sorry. idea. No idea. Um, so that is the world where we look at tournaments, sign up for events, everything. And I just paid my very low dues because I don't have a great ranking. And I am a player again today, thanks to Dennis Zivkovich, who made sure that my player zone was up and running. So I signed up for my first events on both ATP and ITF websites, where I am hoping to start my year out in Portugal. So Fuck, it feels like a long time coming since I made, what, that pickleball video of leaving pickleball, coming to tennis, and back and forth, and people didn't believe me, and then have put already a good month and a half of a foundation, don't, actually, no, two, two and a half months of foundation work in, and now going into the real preseason, and fuck, I'm, like, looking at flights. It feels strange, uh, but as Zach... Mitchell, the one and only, said he said I sounded the best he's heard in a very long time, and as motivated as I've sounded in a very long time. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm what's, excited. What's going to change? Um, I think first and foremost, oh, your arms crossed, oh, shivers down my spine. <laughs> um, I'm really, really excited. I learned a lot from coaching. I know we, we did a few podcasts about this. Right. Um, I actually, I, and I truly believe that people should take three months off of wherever they are, unless they're very good tennis players um, in their, in their tennis career and, and actually coach. I mean, the way that I'm seeing like my own um, game right now um, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but you know, my coach who I've worked with my whole life had a major accident right. um, and you know, it's something we'll get into later, but so I'm, a bit coachless at the moment and, and, you know, being there for myself and really depicting my game, almost like looking outward in and not having emotion behind it as much. Cause I used to not be able to learn from my matches and felt that emotion, but now it's just like, no, no, this is what I have to do. And this is what I'm looking towards this is how I'm going to improve. This is what I'm working on this. It was just, it's a lot more methodical in the way I'm doing it where I think I was relying, which is, you know, luckily I had some of it, but on my confidence and my movement and speed and, you know, just relying on a lot of things rather than, you know, taking the next step and being like, oh, this is what I have to do on a daily basis if I want to improve. And I'm just seeing the sport a little bit differently than I had, you know, 16 months ago now. Um, how do you stay positive? I think it's. Like, I mean, I mean, it's it's tough to say. I mean, we're, we're going to be three months into this. I'm going to be on the road for X amount. Obviously, I'll have a wedding that will break it up a little bit. So it's going to be different. But, you know, I'm already I'm already picturing myself in week three being like, oh, shit, I'm on you know third week of this trip. How am I feeling? Maybe I lost back to back first rounds. You know, we, we don't know. So I, I just I'm taking like I, even in, you know, playing some of these young kids or college, whatever, maybe like. I'm taking such pride in some like the smallest details of my tennis that I just don't think I had 16 months ago, you know, whether it's a certain point that I'm playing and I finish at net, which is something I'm practicing a lot where it's just like, with your, shit, hands? like that felt good with, with these, Holy shit. these, I know, I know it's oh, that's preventing an well. extra 42 balls that I have to run down. <laughs> um, but like, yeah. And then, and coming to terms with how I have to play tennis, you know, even if it's doesn't feel perfect at, you know, at that ball or you know, I missed it by two inches. Yeah. That's, that's how I had to play that point. I'm just taking so much pride in those little things and that happiness. I'm not naive is not going to last 
I'm hoping it lasts long, but you know, it's not going to last that long. And, you know, I know there's a goal and I think whether it's from, you know, these 16 months and the coaching and everything else and where my life is now, and then my marriage on the horizon and things like that, like there's, there's a different goal here now that I think I'm a part of. Um, and I've worked hard mentally to get there where it's like, yeah, as much as I want to enjoy and have fun, like there's a clear cut goal here. And if I'm not really doing that or I'm not pushing in the right direction or wasting time per se, um, you know, cause we have to be at this 0.01% level of effort, then, then I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stop. But I know that this is going to be a day in day out thing. And, and I want to treat it in a lot of ways, like a job, like, Hey, you know, I'm waking up and I'm doing this, you know, and I'm, I just, I'm not going to cut corners. Not that I really did. I, I considered myself a hard worker, but I think it's, you know, this is the one shot and talking to Jamie, my wonderful fiance, I'm not leaving her for nothing. You know, I, I can't leave her for, you know, uh, a 20, a 2022, no, end of 2021 Noah Rubin tournament. Like I can't leave her for that again, you know, so I refuse. And, and honestly, I don't want to look like a fool. I have so much on the horizon right now. I, I just like holding myself to a higher standard, kind of how I felt when I was a junior, but now it's for different reasons, holding myself to that standard and not looking like an idiot, you know, and just, and just doing the right things. I, I, it's funny. Like I don't even, even for like the young kids that I helped out or, or, you know, hit a few balls with, like they're, I'm sure they're going to hop on a few matches and watching it. And I just yeah. don't want to look, I don't want to look that way. I just don't, you know, for them, for me, for me, for them, you know, I just, I just can't. So I, again, I'm loving hitting a tennis ball right now. Doesn't last forever. I get that. Um, I want to kick people's asses though. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm in that place again, where I'm hungry just to make people feel pain and, and fear me on the court again. And I've haven't had that in a long time. You get one player right now, get a shot to kick their ass. Who is it? Oh, Who's God. the one you want? God. It's so tough. And I'm sure I'm going to get chewed out for all of these answers. Um, so I'll, I'll do one American and one non because it's easy. I mean, I'll obviously to make the market's going to be an American to some extent, you know, and I think playing like a Ben Shelton and having that chance, you know, a kid that obviously extremely talented, rose up athletic, you know, I think my game matches up to his. Well, I've always thought that of just how I can counter punch to his speed and, and power and pace, but you know, that that's one I would love to see kind of play out and, eight months from now, you know, I'm getting mm -hmm. that shot at the open, you know, if I'm there, that's always one, you know, any of the young kids. I mean, these are, these are kids that I've envied in the way they rose the ranks. You know, I, I was that person for a certain amount of time and I know what that's like. And they took it to some of them took it to a whole nother level with Ben being, um, making up a ranking now of 20 in the world. Yeah. yeah. So, -ish, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, how do you not be envious of something like that? Yeah. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a six, four kid doing it and, and yoking left hand serves out wide. And, but you know, that's, that's, that's a guy that's, I think encapsulates American tennis right now that I think I remember, you know, beating the, a lot of the Americans when I was younger. And that was what put me on the mark. You know, it wasn't other things. It was just, I almost had, I don't think I lost for a certain amount of time against Americans. I just held myself mm. to be that. Um, and then non, I think I've always wanted to play a sinner. Mm. I think a sinner was a really interesting one to me. You know, I've, 
always joked around, you know, how much does it, do I actually mean? I always said he's a super one-dimensional tennis player, you know? Where it was like, yeah, obviously the guy's a fucking good tennis player, <laughs> you know? And we could all laugh and it's like, he just hits the ball big. But, you know, this is somebody that just, I just need to see a, for me, I, I need to see a confident Noah playing well, playing that for me. And that's, that's just living out dreams, you know? And this yeah. is, I didn't grow up watching Yannick Sinner. But I, during my time, well, you know, I, I, I was at the U.S. Open watching him play Banks. And, like, yeah, I mean, these are matches. I just miss matches. I miss mm. competing. I miss being on that stage. And, you know, we talk about it a thousand times. But and I'm finding it now that I'm playing more points again. Like that. Oh, the heart pumps. And, like, I, I already hear myself chirping and, like, getting I was like, oh, I want that. And I know I'm not going to tell somebody fuck off in the court. But, like, that's the feeling I get within. And then I... There's not many places I can find that. Did you watch the tour finals on either side? I did not. I actually have not watched tennis the past month and a half. I missed all the whole swing. I, I joked around with a lot of people. I was I was tired after the summer. I watched a lot of tennis this summer. Um, I know we joke around about the fact that most people don't know there's tennis after the US Open. Um, but I missed that. And anything to update me on uh... in particular? No, uh, just that Yannick Sinner is is that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's a good tennis player. He's as much his one dimensional as everybody else's five dimensions. But yeah. were you weren't in Binghamton or Lexington 2019 when he played those two? <sighs> I wasn't. I know okay. you you called him early. Being it was. I remember so, you so loving him. Yeah, it was yeah. just like yeah. This is he Kruger beats him in in Binghamton. Yeah, and I remember just saying that's the last time Mitch is going to beat that guy. Like, there's just—I mean, that's also such a Kruger match to it's... win. By the way, that's that's such a he wins such some a big matches. Yeah, he wins. <laughs> and, I'm sorry, I love you, Kruger. You know, this is out of the kindness of my heart. You win some very big matches on lower stages, and and that's okay. That's, that, but he some of the names and the matches that he finds himself in, like at three all in the third. He, like, was it three? He had. I don't. That I was don't it three remember. sets. I, oh, I do remember he I think he has two wins over Benoit. Like when Benoit was oh, Benoit. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. It's crazy. Yeah, it's easy. Uh, by, no, and, but and happy I anniversary to Mitch about... as well right now. Today's his anniversary. Ooh. I just had my sixth year. You yeah. didn't say anything. Um, um yeah, you told me early on with Yannick. It was I think it it takes a special tennis player for you to say just like the natural ball striking ability as well to be at that high of a level where yes, other things matter, but that was enough to take him to at least somewhere where he wanted to be. I don't know if we were going to assume that he was at this level. I don't know if you would have put money down necessarily. I, I did. You're shaking your head. Yes. Yeah, okay. to, to the, I, I even said, uh, I remember at the open. What is the year end? What's the year end rank? T two. Three, 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 three. He okay. would be, he's behind Alcrest. I, I, I remember saying to uh, one of the ATP staffers, when he played no. at the Open that year in qualies, I said, this this kid is going to win slams within about five years. Next year. Good call. Or next year or bust. So, yeah. yeah <laughs> just that pesky, pesky Novak just being a in Mike the way. Just run, run good as always. Yeah, just just get one per year. Um, <laughs> um, it, it was um, – I, I was in the middle of broadcasting the indoors, uh, the indoor swing. Um, so I missed yep. I missed everything um, in terms of the tour finals, Paris, Bercy. Um, 
uh, and also on top of it, the the women's tour finals in Cancun. What an incredible disaster uh, that that was on so many levels. Yeah. And I it is it is shocking to me, you know, talking just uh, behind the scenes off the record with a lot of different reporters over the last few weeks. Although I've tried to, I thought you're saying off the record here. I was like, we're, yeah, we're no, on, the we're on the here. yeah, we're uh, <laughs> but but a lot of them, you know, uh, just absolutely shocked that Simon still has a job as the WTA head. I mean, it is, you know, it's, it's like been a, it's been a month now and everybody's just like, how, how, how is he still there? I mean, is it not clear enough that th these have to be together in the same location? Like, is that, am I, do you not believe that? I don't know. No. I, I mean, uh, I listen, don't, I don't, I don't in terms of the, wouldn't be. in terms of the big grand scheme of like one unified body sure yes but no i just meant like you're you're 16 best tennis players in the world you know you know what i mean yeah. you know 16 best this is i, I one like location i, I love know. the I idea of the having banter, two i think showcases. the social media yeah i disagree i mean yeah i i, I think the past has proven to that like what why what are they going to do better just location wise uh, you know what for the you... wta i mean yeah that's what i'm saying i mean I, I think it's important, especially for for the women's side, to have that final showcase where it's it's you guys, the women just are all them. Yes, just all them for a week. I I think that's the right way to do it. I I think it would be women's women's ideally women's tour final, men's tour final, and then take you know flip them each year on who goes first. But then one week is women at the same location. Are you saying or no? It, that. I don't really care okay. about. I don't care I just, about. I just, I just think, honest. yeah, I just think they're better together. I mean, I, I already, always thought that the HB, you know, oh, sorry, the World Tour Finals as a whole, struggled. Where it could be a very cool event, I just never thought it got that feel. Just yeah. too late in the year, so many reasons. Um, but yeah, I think the combination. I think the social media would be much better. I, th I don't know. I just think there's more to it at the same location in some way I, of like a wedding of the tours and. I don't yeah, know. I just. I don't know. It's I, a, I, whatever it was, it was a shit show and, and has to change. I mean, that's that's the fact like I what's funny is so I was down in Acapulco a year. What was that? 2022 when they were put on the the event in the new location of Acapulco, mm -hmm. brand new stadium. Um, I, I remember getting there on like Thursday or Friday, quality starting on Saturday. And I show up, I guess I showed up to the site on Friday and literally like courts were being built like yeah. play was starting the next day and courts were still being built and i'm like yeah they did that for los cabos what yeah what's going on here and so <laughs> yeah. when when i saw cancun uh you know and somebody this somebody told me uh on site just like this is the mexican way of how we do things we put in a lot of effort kind of the last last big push and get it three done. days yeah and i was just like <laughs> okay all right cool um and everything worked out fine so then when right. when i heard everything about cancun kind of being put together at the last few minutes i was just like all right no big deal and then seeing the court those bounces i mean it's just like how much disrespect can you show? Because you, it's funny because I think Mexico is known to have kind of the top and bottom. You know, we, we can talk about the Cancun futures yes. that people have spoken about a lot. But and Bernie Tomich like, had a permanent residency yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we, I've never played Acapulco. Definitely on my list. I played Los Cabos. Like these are great events. Yes, like people love them. They are well run. They have fans. 
the facilities are usually great. The parties are great. Like it, it's so funny that, you know, it could have such a spectrum, but yeah, I mean, just disappointing. I, I don't know where you go with the, with the world tour finals at this point. Um, I also think, I mean, this is going back again. I can't have this conversation again. We have too many events. Yes. We have so many events. I, I, the last, and this is not saying that the Billie Jean cup shouldn't be there. I just didn't know what it really was at that point in time. I, uh, how I, are you supposed I, to pay attention to everything at this? I mean, like, how do you, how do, it's just, is this, is this points? Is this exhibition? What is this for? What do we do? And then we are, I mean, fuck, if I don't know, that's one thing. If you don't like really have a full grasp on the schedule, that's a, that's like your, that's you. So it, it just shows how difficult it is. And I don't know what, you know, the next year is going to look like, you know, we're already seeing, you know, like the, the U.S., you know, cutting some budget. So we are struggling with some tournaments. So maybe, you know, we're just going to see an open schedule. I'm, you know, it's an Olympic year, right? Yeah, that's correct. You know, so it's <laughs> there's there's a lot on the horizon. And I just I don't know where you go with it. Yeah. So so let's let's talk about the, the big rumor uh, from uh, the athletic Matthew Futterman reporting that there was a uh, this combination of the four slams and and the master series creating this premier tour um, in the next couple of years and and then kind of leaving the ATP and the WTA to just essentially run their own 250s and 500s without the masters the 1000s to their to their credit and it's just like what wow what? What 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 about the what about everybody under the ranking of forty? What, what yeah yeah when you think about it, um, <laughs> when you think about it, the the only way that you know challengers or two fifties um, can get a dollar is just because it's a trickle down, you know, yeah, to right. some effect. You know, it's uh, unless unless they really break out of this gambling thing you know that is that is literally the only savior i see in, in the near future for a challenger tour on its own to some mm -hmm. effect but yeah i mean there's there's no way players below 200 you know my guess 150 you know would have a have a, a actual job at all you know, if, if anything like that were to take place. Well, I found myself, I, I didn't even start thinking too much, to be honest, about the challenger right. so much as I found myself thinking about a, just a random 250. Let's let's say Los Cabos, because yeah. we talked about Los Cabos a second ago. Actually, Los Cabos, they, the those fans down there are pretty in, insane. Um, That's why I was going to say something. <laughs> I was going to say another one. But, but you know, realistically, if, if you've got uh, just a, a random 250 San Diego, um, you know, like Delray, any of these, I mean, they, what's the point? There's fans, but there's, yeah, there's, yeah. What is the point? Yeah. What are we, what why are they is, doing? What is it all for? Why is there no continuity? Like what, what is this going to do for, for the sport as a whole? It might draw, I mean, it might improve the visibility of the master series. However, <laughs> I think the only thing so I was going to have to find another way yeah. to, to see tennis on. Yeah, this is not anything to talk about. I think the only thing that this shows and highlights, and we could say it over and over again, we have, as I say that over and over again, um, is how little power I think in the grand scheme of things, because of how the tour is built, um, how the finals doesn't have the same pull that everybody mm -hmm. wants it to, is how little power the ATP and WTA have. You know, when it comes to tennis, 
people don't remember who won certain events. I think Indian Wells can probably sneak in there. Maybe Monte Carlo, you know, something I, the thousands don't even get their, you know, their due slams is where fans look slams is what players play for. You know, this is what it comes down to. And, and if the, since the ATP and WTA don't have a say in them, as we've seen during COVID, I think this just highlights again how scared I would be if I was a, like, just even the conversation. It's like, shit, like we, we really don't have that much power. Like they, they can have a whole new tour. They can start over. And then it can, from that can also create another underhook of futures. And everything. like, that is so much power because anybody only cares about the slams. I mean, we, there's nothing else to say to it. I mean, we have built this calendar for that reason but forgot to like put your you know your finger on and be like hey we're a part of this right like yeah. nobody ever said that so i mean what you know yeah. the, the fact that tour tour finals happen so far after the us open uh just just again to just all of a sudden again for for your fans who don't have that week in week out interest i mean you're just like okay you've got the four events wait there's a fine there's a final it was a final of what? And it just like made it makes no there's just no cohesion at, at all. And again, I, I my my optimistic hope here, Noah, is this idea that maybe this idea that the 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 masters plus the slams are going to separate or going to try to separate in some way, shape or form. Maybe that means the ATP and WTA actually get their shit together. And, right. and kind of, you know, just say, okay, well, this this joint merger that we, you know, flew out there with Roger and Rafa three years ago, that maybe we should do something about that. Maybe we should cut the calendar so we have, you know, like a- actual data points of where where the interest is going to be so that we hit the ebbs and flows the right way and, and make sure we maximize which tournaments are being played and, and for what reasons. I think we've seen the mentality of the top players when push comes to shove, when that, you know, animal instinct comes into play, they will always say, if I am not ready, you know, to win a slam, I'm not ready to play tennis. You don't hear them saying, if I'm not ready to be top five in the world, if right. I'm not ready, well, say, you do. if I can't, you do for some, no, I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. for some, I'm maybe the younger ones. I'm just saying, if you, if you hear a fed or a Rafa or a Serena, they say they're speaking about, you know, when yeah, they the, were on the right, the highest. Yeah. If, if I, that's the mentality. So there's only two way. There's only one way to overcome that because you, this history has been built. Now the slams are it. You can't fight that. You're not not creating that. You can't. It's money at that point. You know that's the only thing where you can get. Like we said, if you can make something that you know the players that maybe don't have a shot to round a 16 plus a slam, you say, hey, you're you're gonna have a really really good fucking salary playing tennis. That's what it takes. But anything besides that, you have no power. Yeah. You have nothing. And, you know, curious where like a PTPA would fit into something like this, you know, of, you know, if this is like these talks are happening with them, you know, I'm, you know, we're, who knows what's taking place. But it, again, it shows how little control the ATP really and WTA have in, in conversations at all. I find no it leverage. very disappointing that I, and I maybe, maybe I've missed it. So I'm going to, yeah. Throw in the caveat, but I really haven't heard anything from the PTPA about that situation. And I, I mean, I, I haven't heard about this. Yeah, I didn't see this one yet. So I'm yeah. curious what the beginning of the new year, if anything's going to come out, you know, this little tidbits here and there. And 
who knows the Saudis come out. You know, well, that's part. That's part of it. Is there? I I forgot to. I neglected that part because there's Saudi money and a tenth Masters, which would be in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Okay. The the continued uh, sport washing of white sport sport washing. White, sure. White sporting, sporting white. Sounded racist. Yeah, it's not white. Um, not whitewashing. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, trying to clean up everything with sport, um, and and that is. Uh, and again, you, Michael. Yeah, I just don't. I, I just. Yeah. I didn't love that the next gen is in Jeddah. That's. But again. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Another I, podcast. I actually, I, 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 Alex Mickelson and I went to lunch. I took him to the airport um, mm. on on the way. Your yeah. random pickup. Your I, I had three pickup. three Uber rides. <laughs> I had Babit Jukaev from Charlottesville to Knoxville. I had Marcus Willis and Dennis Kudla on the way to Champagne, and I took Wait, Mickelson both, to the airport. That 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 middle one's a fun ride. Kudla and uh, Marcus Willis, Willis Cartman himself uh, was that was a fun eight hours. Took him to Bucky's. A, a Brit to Bucky's for the first time was pretty pretty amazing. He's like, That's fucking American. If and I've never seen it. Marcus, by the way, two days ago won his first career challenger doubles title. Congratulations nice. to him. We were going to try to get him on the podcast during that trip, but anyways, that also doesn't um, make sense to me. But that's another story I, I as know. well. Uh, so I was talking to Alex Mickelson. I, I he was going to Jeddah, and I'm just I, you know I, most of that conversation will never see the light of day. But I said you you shouldn't talk to your agent about making sure you have a statement on you know the Saudi question if you if you get it because it's yeah. going to continue to happen. How do you? How how do the stars you know come a, come away with saying well we want to bring something to the new fans but ultimately it's just allowing a a legitimate murderer to just kind of make everything so fancy and fresh and clean. I really thought about myself in a situation like this. You know, could I take the money and donate it? Would that be you know? I just well nothing uh, seemed like enough you know to overcome it. It would have to be coming to peace with whatever it may be and. You know, if if playing the next gen finals, which I was almost had a chance to, and if that happened to be, it's a tough thing to say no to. I mean, this is what sure, you've worked your whole life for, you know. So it's it's never the money going involved? to be an easy thing. Yeah, I mean, massive. Yeah. So it's you know, is is donating money to X, Y, and Z, and not? I, I I don't know yeah, I don't what know. the answer is. I just we're in a world right now where yeah, those questions will be asked, and for no reason. It's just to make people uncomfortable because there is no right answer, you know. At this point, you're 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 putting yourself in almost a no-win situation. Um, but yeah, they are doing what they want at this point, and they have the money to back it. So yeah, yeah. And Michael, you're uh, finishing your visa process at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, getting ready for Australia. Um, have to get excited. Things, uh, I'm not. We there got a full yet. crew, don't we? Yeah, we going with crew, going with Marnie. Um, taking my mom. Um, uh, my mom and Marnie will then fly home right before Qualies gets underway. Um, so I'm pretty. I'm I'm excited to take her. I'm still not ready to travel again yet. Yeah. Uh, that is the big thing for me. Is I really needed 
two weeks away. Like I, I didn't look at a, a tenant. I didn't care about next gen. I kind of yeah. basically turned off my Mike C tennis Twitter and just went to my, my other one that does, you know, gets me in my politics and my other yes. sports and things, but <laughs> Good. Also uh, healthy. yeah, but, <laughs> but it's, it's at least it's not tennis for just a little bit of time, but um, trying to take some personal time, time away from tennis. That's why I didn't really want to do a podcast with you for, for a little bit of time. Plus yes. you annoy me and I wanted to make sure I defeated you for a second time. Um, but I, I was having, I got to tell you, so I went to a concert last night. Uh, this is uh, Liz, <laughs> yes, you did. Liz Fair, one of my all-time favorites. I didn't, she had incredible stage fright when she was just coming up and didn't like perform ever. Mm. And so finally getting to see her do her debut album 30 years later, front to back was really cool. Uh, but man, uh, I got to tell you some, some of those uh, existential thoughts that go through your head when you're in the midst of a, three hour and 45 minute drive it's dark these uh these days no you, you start well, getting old gonna, <laughs> and you start getting old in so many directions like... <laughs> with this because uh, uh, my father just went to a kiss concert oh wow one of the last okay. one of the last ones and it was like 40 years to the day or something or 35 years to the day that yeah. he went to his first kiss concert and but like you know here you have these four jewish yeah. clowns basically yes. dressed up and still sounding good actually and they're getting like sentimental yeah you know this is what he's telling me is like you know they turn around they're taking pictures like this is it's crazy that it's come and you know my dad and and also my mom are turning they're turning 60 you know yeah. it's like it's these thoughts are going where like even the dumbest like a kiss concert can like get that going and, and everybody's kind of in the sentimental stage right now. Well, like I, I found myself thinking about it. Like I, you know, being in high school when I first heard that album and, and you know, 68 years ago. If, and, and then it's just shit. like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm close to the end. I, I it could come at any <laughs> day now. <laughs> like that's <laughs> right. That was, you, you separate the middle aspect of it. Right. That was the beginning of the end, beginning right. and the end of the yes. conversation in your head. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah. like, I think, uh, you know, I lost my grandfather a couple of weeks ago and that was, uh, I, you know, that's obviously fresh in, in my mind as well, but it's just like, what, what, what's, what's the point here? What are we, what are we doing here? What's, you know, just, does, does any of this matter? Does it, did it's, any of this bullshit? Yeah. That we're doing? It's funny because <laughs> like, what is the point? Not, <laughs> There's not many thoughts that I can just like get out of my head. This one I can get out of my head pretty quickly, but it does come up every once in a while, especially when I'm like training hard. I'm like dedicating so much time and yeah. effort. And I was like, I get hit by this car. Yeah. And yeah, I don't even done. really think about death necessarily. Yeah. It's just like life ending or altering. Right. And I'm just like, God, I have to like keep going with the every second opportunity that something catastrophic can happen. One hundred percent, and that is, and that like, and again, it, those don't last too long for me, thankfully, because everything else does. But like, you you put that on, you're like, holy shit! Like, I'm I'm about to go run and like do weights again, right. like right. And hit a forehand inside. Like what the fuck? No, I, I've I've been I've been thinking about it a lot, and I've kind of come up with this phrase that I you know people I'm, have turned off the podcast. I know, I am in this. but I, I I just keep saying to myself, you know, you only live once, and I've shortened it to YOLO. Um, just kind of that's 
That's just something okay, that I, I say to the person. Um, so the I, last I do want to. I, I want to say. I want to say <laughs> okay, one. I want to okay, say one thing. One more thing. You you know that uh, British comedian guy, the the weird guy. I don't know his name. Who <laughs> when he laughs? That that guy, Jimmy something, Jimmy Carr. Yeah. Jim, is that yeah, exactly? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's. He the, looks like the ventriloquist yeah. dummy. Um, but it's very funny. He's and, pretty clever. He does something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, um, some, I, I, this was on a random TikTok at 1130 at night. And, uh, okay. what's, what's, you know, Jimmy, what, what's the meaning of life? Because apparently Jimmy's going to come up with it, but he did. He said, you know, enjoying the passing of time. Five words, enjoying the passing of time. That's really all we're doing. We get all caught up in this, all this minutia and this bullshit of just like, oh gosh, what's my legacy? I've got to do this. People are going to remember. No, nobody gives a fuck. Just enjoy the passive time. And it's been, it's, it's a lot of stuff that's been going on in here when I don't have tennis. You know, there's, I've got about uh, 10 months of neurosis that's just kind of been sitting back here. And it's just like, is Wait, it, it's actually funny is it our time? Is it my time? Can I come out I do. now? Even though I needed some time off to get healthy again mentally, it's funny to think about the, in some cases, how healthy tennis is Mm. in, you can use the word distracting or whatever, having that constant, like, yes, yes. Like there is less anxiety for me right now. Like I I was going to take today off before starting the next whole block and going to Florida or whatever, but like I did it. I did my six hours yeah. at the facility and that like, I'm in a great mood now. I didn't have yeah. time for the anxiety. I didn't have time to be on my phone. Like it's you forget. And it's the same for you. You're not striking the ball necessarily, but you, you forget how much effort is put on really dumb stuff, resultina or whatever. Right. But you look at that. So it's just in a lot of ways, it actually is super healthy where, yeah, especially when I was in it and took some time off, that was like the worst part of my career was yeah. like when I had two weeks off or I had a little injury, like that was when it fucked me up. That's when I had the worst of all worlds. Yeah. But like when you're in it, it's like doesn't allow for as much thought on the outside or if this fucking truck is about to roll over on me and I can't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, last thing I wanted to bring up because you brought it up and I just wanted to get out there was I don't think people understand how little of a break because you were talking about the fact that you can't think you're not excited for Australia because you just, you know, even though there's a little break, very small, like to plan, some players haven't necessarily, but to, to plan for Australia, which is where you're, a lot of people are hoping to start or overseas, at least like you are buying flights and you're planning. Like when I was in it, I was doing it before Thanksgiving most of the time. Yeah. Like there is mentally, there is almost no break. You know, you're hoping for Thanksgiving with the family, yeah. which could be a whole nother thing altogether. And then maybe, you know, guys will, you know, that's always the time I took my vacation, which I just did four days or five days or whatever it may be somewhere else. But like, you're in it, you yeah. know, you're, you're already in it preparing and nobody's making these flights. No teams are making these flights for you. Like you are preparing, you're jotting down and crossing out and doing a billion different things again, you know, especially because I went to Numia for, you know, two years in a row, three years in a row. And it's like, the flight i was doing that pre thanksgiving to get any kind of okay price on my flights and there's no break like yep. mentally there is no break right tennis has to figure that the fuck out eventually yep. and if i see another made up tournament next year it's going to be a real fucking problem I, but, I, yeah. what i can say is that you know most 
a lot of tennis players, their friends are all tennis players. Like it's sure. just kind of a circle. So, so when I, you know, it was, um, Marnie's mom's birthday this past weekend. And, uh, you know, there's a group of like seven, eight, nine people just kind of hanging out and just talking. And, and, you know, I kind of explained, no, but no, Uh, but somebody was asking and and yeah, I'm just like, yeah, we don't, we're not going until Christmas. We leave on Christmas day. And they're just like, so what do you do until then? You know, you just got home, what a week and week and a half ago. And I'm just like, yeah, this is kind of the, this is the the downtime. And they're like, oh, that's great. So you work like 20 weeks a year. So you have like 32 weeks to do nothing. And I'm like, do you have any, like zero clue? It's, do you know how hard it is to just mentally be, I like, I, it always sounds bad because I know people who have a normal nine to five or whatever. They count weeks the same as we count weeks, but it hurts more. Like I hate telling people that I play, man, I, you know, I think my career max 27 or 29 weeks or something. Yeah. You're like, Oh, that seems fine. I'm like, man, I, I did 170,000 American miles. Right. Like, I, I don't know how to put it in perspective for right. them. But I've slept, in, I've slept <laughs> you know, 80 nights in a shit hotel. I, 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 you know, missed three friends' birthdays. I, you know, all of this, this, yeah, this toll that it can take. Um, so, so my, my point in all of, all of that was, you know, like, I think, I, and I think you said it too. I mean, I think tennis gives us that, that fun distraction, right? That, that fun component that we really do enjoy very, very much. And so that's how we're going to end on a very positive note is, you know, enjoying the passing of time with our friends. So funny. My knee jerk reaction was to take that negative again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you stopped me. My knee jerk reaction (laughs) was to take it again. The one step further to say that (laughs) tennis is such a distraction that you lose the actual world around you. Sometimes let's keep it in the positive. We're trying to be better about it. And and honestly, I'm just really fucking excited to play tennis and I don't, want anybody to take that away from me and i'm excited to hopefully have you in my corner again you know would be that's gonna be hard a glorious day it's gonna be hard that's gonna be that's gonna be hard for me maybe i'll maybe i'll hand it over to blair henley for that one um <laughs> no it's been it's been real i'm i'm gonna be working on a surprise guest to join us on uh this coming weekend who i'm not going to tell you about but do i like the person i don't i have no idea i think so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think so. Okay. All right. Love Cannot you. wait. Love you. Okay. Bye. Love you. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.